And of course the answer is yes. But can unthankfulness hurt those around you? And the answer is definitely yes. So let's start off in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And let's see what, what the Bible says about unthankfulness. <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And the Bible says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Okay? So we, we see right here that, that God takes unthankfulness very seriously, doesn't he? And, and a lot of people say, oh, it's just a little sin. Like there's grades of sins. Okay? And unthankfulness, unthankfulness ugh, I can't even say this word, unthankfulness may, it just may be the root of most of our sins. Okay? Because that's where it starts in the heart. And unthankfulness is definitely the root of anger. Okay? And you can trace back anger to unthankfulness almost every single time. And, and how many people, we've got to think about this, okay? How many people are angry because they're unthankful for the blessings that God has given them? You know, if you're a parent, God gave you children. If you're a child, God gave you parents. You know, you get breath every morning. Okay? God has given us so much that we don't even think about. If you're married, you were given a spouse. You know, you, God has provided you so much. You have a job, you have health, you have your car, you have everything, and we don't think about that. But yet, we become unthankful because maybe we don't have what we want. You know, I have a, a, a rusty old brown pickup truck, but it runs. But it's not a Ferrari, so am I going to be unthankful? You know, every check engine light on the dash is on, but... It runs. That's unthankfulness. Be happy that you've got that, you know? And, and, and this is not surprising since you think about it. We live in the most unthankful time of this world has probably ever seen. This world is so unthankful for everything. And today people, they take or they do what they want no matter the cost because they feel it is right. And that's one of the downfalls of unthankfulness is your feelings. You feel you're owed something. You feel this is right. You know, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. God doesn't deal in feelings. He deals in truth, okay? And, and we have, think about it. In this world, we have murders because someone thought they got disrespected. You know? You, you think, hear about it. Somebody cuts you off in traffic and they blow the other person away. How unthankful is that? Okay, people steal, they riot and they destroy just because they feel something is owed to them because they're expected. You know, that's mine. I owe it. They owe me this. No, you're not owed anything. You're not owed the next breath. But God has grace and mercy for us. And the world doesn't see that. And it seems today that that people, including Christians, are more concerned about their feelings than they are obeying the word of God. And that's where we're all at. If you're operating on feelings, you're going to be unthankful. You should be more concerned about obeying the Word of God because God doesn't, doesn't talk about your feelings. He talks about doing what's right. Okay? And, and let's go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Let's look at this one. Just a few pages back. Colossians chapter 4, and, and verse, two, verse 2 says, Continue in prayer... And watch in the same 
with thankfulness, thanksgiving, I'm sorry. So continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. And there's, it's funny, the first verse we read talked about rejoice, pray, and thanksgiving, right? This one talks about pray and thanksgiving. Let's go hand in hand. Because if you're praying, you're probably going to be close to God. You'll be thankful. When you get far from God, guess what you do? You, start, you stop praying first. You stop reading your Bible. Then you quit coming to church. And those feelings that we're talking about start pouring in there. And then what happens? You're unthankful. And we're going to see where that takes you, right? So it, this is not the mindset that, that Christians are to have. We are, we are supposed to be careful. And it's what this verse is talking about. We're supposed to be careful and guard against being unthankful. Okay? It's not something that comes natural to us. We have to guard against it. And you, it would seem that unthankfulness is a very important sin because God talks about it a lot, doesn't he? And it, this, this sin right here has long, deep-reaching deep consequences in your life. If you, if you become unthankful and you stay unthankful, which we're going to look at some of this today, it, de it gets deep to you. you. And you think about it, you know, unthankfulness, your feelings are hurt, right? So you become unthankful. So what's the effects of that if you stay in that, in that position? If you stay in that mindset, then my feelings are hurt or I'm owed something, you know? Look at work, at your workplace. You ever seen people unthankful? Maybe you were the one. You thought you were owed something? Does that cause a division? Maybe a, a, a decrease in production? You know, in, in my case, a decrease in the service to the citizens? You know, do you start doing stuff that's detrimental to your, to your workplace? If you're unthankful, I'm sure that we've seen that or we've done that, right? What about a church? You have one member that becomes unthankful in a church, and they start down, they start slipping. They're going to start gossiping and talking and stabbing little people, you know. It's going to, it may even divide a church if it gets deep enough, right? So what about at your home? If you become unthankful in a home, could that end up in divorce? Could it end up in a split marriage? Could it end up in your children going wild because they're not shown the way of God? Of course it can, right? And, and think about this as we go through this lesson. Think about these things, okay? <clears throat> so let's go to 2 Timothy 3.2. 2 Timothy 3.2. Second <clears throat> Timothy 3, 2. And the Bible says, Men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Right there, unthankful. Okay, And the word unthankful is only used, if you look it up in the King James Version Bible, the actual word unthankful is only used twice. Okay, But it talks about other kind of things that are unthankful. And, and this is one of those verses. And, and so you may think that, oh, it's only used twice, so maybe it's just a little sin, right? Mm. And some may argue that it's not as bad as murder or adultery or lying or blasphemy or unthankful unthankfulness, here's the thing, will lead to all those sins. Unthankfulness will lead to murder and adultery and lying and blasphemy. It'll lead to all the other sins. 
because that's your first slip. You start slipping away because you're unthankful to God, right? And however, the Bible has plenty to say about covetousness and anger, both of which, guess what? They're sins of unthankfulness. They're symptoms of unthankfulness, sorry. They're symptoms, okay? It's just like, you know, when you get the flu, you have the flu, but what are your symptoms? You're sneezing, you're running a fever, you're coughing, you know, you're unhappy, of course. And you, we go take, we go get some medicine at the grocery store, and we take it. Does it treat the flu, or does it treat the symptoms? It treats the symptoms. Your body has to fight the flu. Okay. Same thing with unthankfulness. We're going to have those symptoms, but we have to spiritually fight that unthankfulness. Okay. And th- that's by reading our Bible and praying and drawing close to God. And and so we need to be careful about thinking that unthankfulness is just a little sin, okay? Because that's a good way to start slipping because now you're, you're justifying. Oh, it's just a little sin. God doesn't see sin that way, okay? Let's go to James chapter 2, verse 10. James 2, 10. Let's see what God says about sin. Because he does say a lot about sin. James 2, verse 10, the Bible says... For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. We're talking about sin here. And what we see here, that all sins are equal in the eyes of God. God sees sin as sin. Okay? There's not a little sin or a big sin. Sin is sin. He died on that cross for all of our sins. It doesn't say he died for all the major sins or all the minor sins. No, he died for all sin, right? And, and all sin, we know, what is the consequence of sin? It's death. That's your payment for sinful life is death. Okay? And, and, but how do you beat that? Well, you beat death because you repent of your sin. And you repent of your sin to God. Okay? And then your life is changed. And you give your life to Him. And you get saved. And then you start living. And you're not living in that sin anymore. Right? Another story for another day. But the outward appearance of unthankfulness may not be seen at first. You might go to work and be happy. You might go to church and be happy. You might be all smiles around everybody. But inside of you, that unthankfulness is there and it started. Okay? It's kind of like a little tooth cavity, right? It started. Okay? And, and it's not seen at first, but eventually it'll show itself, right? Because it will eat away with you little by little by little. It will just eat away with you or eat away at you, okay? And it eats away at you and it gets you deeper in sin and deeper farther from God. You're wrong with God. You're wrong with those around you and you're wrong with everybody. And eventually, if you don't get it corrected one day, you die because it leads to death because it is sin, Okay? And last week, we talked about unthankfulness, and we saw that unthankfulness was listed in the middle of a bunch of really bad stuff, okay? And, and it talks about that being during the last days, we'll see all that bad stuff. Well, let's, let's look at that. That's in 2 Timothy. Let's go back and read that, just so we can refresh our minds. 2 Timothy and chapter 3, in verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy... That's why I didn't look right. I'm in 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5. I'm going to read this, guys, to you. Just listen to this. 
This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. There it is right in the middle. Unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. So God says everything that we just listed, turn away. Get away from those. Those are sins. Those are bad. Bad things kill you, right? Pretty simple. So we're looking at this list. So let's just go by these, go through these one more time and just look at this. Lover, men shall be lovers of their own selves. Do we see a lot of arrogancy today? They care about themselves more than others? Of course we do. They're covetousness. Men today want, or people today want whatever's not theirs. That Ferrari, you know? I want a Ferrari instead of a pickup truck. They're boasters. How many people you know that you, you, you've met that just boast, 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 boast? Man, it, it don't matter what you tell them, they tell you a story that's better than that. You know, you tell them, man, I caught this fish. It's only about eight inches. Oh, I got one that's eight feet long. Really? Okay, boaster. How many people in this world are proud? Proud, right? There it is. Blasphemers, speaking against God. That's becoming very popular today, to speak against God. Okay, to the point that it's almost detrimental if you speak of God because they will tear you down okay disobedient to parents how many feel that today no matter what you do no matter how much you lead your children they just seem to have this streak of disobedience in them right here's the here's what's the next one it's unthankful unthankful and what's right below that one unholy this world is very unholy right without natural affection we see that don't we I mean, look at the, the pride movement that's moving right now. They have, they're without natural affection of a man to a woman and a woman to a man. Okay? They're truce breakers. They're false accusers, right? They're incontinent. It means they're, just, they're, they're never steady. They're never stable. Okay? They're fierce. Okay? They're, de- they're despisers of, of those that are good. They hate people that go to church. They hate you if you do the right thing. Okay? They're traitors. We see that all day long. Look at the news. They're heady. They're high-minded. Right? This is the list that God's telling us to stay away from. And unthankfulness is right in the middle of it. And, and then in the end, it says, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. How many people would rather be out on the lake in a boat right now? Or how many people are actually out doing something else instead of in church? I know people that tell me that, Oh, Sunday's my day to relax. So I got to go to work Monday. I'm going to lay around all day. And football's on in a little bit. I'd rather do that to come to church, right? And the last one, having a form of godliness but denying the power of. Those are the people that play Christian. You know, they act like they're Christian. They talk a good line, but their life is completely wrong. Okay? And there's whole churches like that. You know, there's a big one right here in Houston. It's probably like 20,000 members. You know, they hold up their Bible. This is my Bible. Yeah, but you never open it, so it doesn't do you any good. Okay? And, and all of these things, God said, turn away from them. So you, what that list we just read, that's a lot of bad stuff, right? And, and where is unthankful hanging out? 
It's kind of almost in the middle of that list. But it's between, did y'all catch it? It's between disobedient to parents and unholy. Where does unthankfulness start in childhood? Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy is definitely unthankful. That's some bad stuff, right? It's right there in the middle, okay? And, excuse me. So there is no way that unthankfulness could be looked at as just a minor sin, right? And some people think, eh, it's just a little thing. You know, it's like, is there such a thing as a minor sin? No. God says sin is sin. He came and died for all of it because he looks at all of it the same, right? Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Luke 6, 35. And this is Jesus speaking. So, you know, if you want to have a, 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 direct, a direct comment for what you need to be doing, here's Jesus telling you what you need to do. Luke 6, 35, the Bible says, But love ye your enemies. We could stop right there and just go, I fail. I fail. But he goes on, says, But love ye your enemies, and do good. Oh, more we have to do. And do good, and lending hope for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. That's pretty cool. Love your enemies, do good to them, and your reward shall be great. I can get with that. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he, this is talking about God, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Think about that. God is kind to the unthankful and the evil. That's the whole world. He is kind because he gives them mercy and he gives them grace and he gives them time. Even though they blaspheme and, and they do all they do and they're deep in their sin, he's still there waiting for them to turn to him. Okay? And he expects us to do what? Love our enemies and do good to them. So if you have an enemy, you're supposed to love them. And not just love them, you're supposed to do good to them. Ouch. Okay? So this is, this is the other verse. We talked about two verses in the Bible that say unthankful. This is number two. Okay? And the word unthankful is used in here specifically. And we see that Jesus was teaching who? He was teaching his disciples on being good to their enemies because God is in that last verse, right? The last of the verse, because God is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Okay? And, and he, earlier we talked about unthankful. It was listed right up there with unholy. Okay? So we see it is listed here with evil. Unthankfulness is unholy. Unthankfulness is listed with evil. So maybe unthankfulness and its symptoms are a bigger deal than we think. Okay? So what are some symptoms of unthankfulness? How can we see it coming? Okay? So some of the symptoms of unthankfulness, as we've already read a few of them, are covetousness, anger, bitterness, pride, selfishness, unforgiveness, and many others. But these are the big ones that the Bible hits us on. And, and these symptoms, you know, in, in our line of work, myself and Chris, these symptoms will be called clues. You know, you find a clue, it leads you to know something, right? It leads you to something. These clues, if you have these in your life, and it doesn't have to be all of them, you could have one, but if you have one of these in your life, that's a clue you're unthankful. You're unthankful for something in your life. Okay? And there are signs that 
maybe you've taken your eyes off of God, right? And, and because he's supposed to be your primary focus. We all know that. You know, the husband is supposed to follow God. And then look for the wife, right? The wife follows the husband. That she's got to, she can only do that if she's keeping her eyes on God. The children, they're supposed to obey their parents. But in a perfect world, they would have their eyes on Christ, Okay? We're supposed to follow God. These are signs and symptoms that your eyes are not on him, right? And if you're not focused on God, you're focused on yourself. And that's pride. And that's selfishness, right? And why do we focus on ourselves? Because our feelings are hurt. Because we're running on feelings. I feel this. I feel that. Well, that's not the truth. The truth is what God teaches us, right? And, and these symptoms of unthankfulness are rarely seen by themselves. So you're rarely going to find somebody that's unthankful and all they got is pride. No, they're going to have some anger there, some bitterness. They're going to have something. And they usually show in your life. And you'll see them eventually if, if, the, if the, it's left unchecked. You'll see it start manifesting in people's lives. And then you look at them and you go, man, that person's a big old mess. What did, what did our pastor say last week? A hot mess? They're a hot mess because they're all messed up. They don't know what to do. They don't know which way to go. Let's go to Romans one twenty one. Romans one twenty one. <clears throat> Romans one twenty one. This looks more about some symptoms here. Romans one twenty one. The Bible says, "Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God; neither were they thankful." but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So when we're unthankful, what's the slope we slide down? Well, right there it says our, we're vain in our imaginations. Okay, that's feelings again. You're thinking things that aren't real. You're in there living on your own world, right? And you're, it says your foolish heart is darkened. Because you're running on feelings and you think you know what's going on, but you're not obeying God, and you're not listening to God, you become unthankful, and your heart gets darkened. Your heart is darkened. Just think about those words. That's horrible. That's scary, right? That is something you don't want to be. And this is when unthankfulness is in our hearts. These symptoms will be seen in our lives because, like I said, we're controlled by our feelings instead of the Word of God. You're letting your feelings run you instead of doing what's right by the word of God. Then you take your focus off God and you lose your fellowship with him. Is that not a slippery slope? Now you've stepped away. You've lost your fellowship with God. Your prayers aren't being heard now, even if you are praying, right? And this is the only beginning of your problems for unthankfulness. Okay? Let's go to Revelation. Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Think about it. Unthankfulness is all the way back in Revelation, and it started off in Genesis. You think there was some unthankfulness between Cain and Abel? I think so. It got one of them killed, didn't it? Pretty bad. Revelations chapter 3, verse 17. This is Jesus speaking again, so listen up. Says The Bible says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, that's pride, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. That is unthankfulness right there. 
Here we see unthankfulness. It's the root. These are the Laodiceans. It was their root. It was in their lives because they, they it was a great sin to this church, right? And rather than focus on drawing close to God and, and thanking Him for their abundant physical blessings because they were rich. It was a rich church. They had need of nothing, they thought, right? Instead of focusing on, man, God is really blessed. You know, my, my cattle are growing. I'm making lots of money. You know, now I can use this money to help others. I can use this money to support missionaries, right, in our world today. We can use this money to buy more tracks. You know, we could use this money to help the poor. But they got that unthankfulness in their heart. That root was there, right? They had abundant blessings, but they focused, they focused on their worldly wealth, and they believed that whatever they achieved, all this riches and all these things they had, they thought it was due to their own skills, Okay, or, or maybe because they were righteous, they were good enough, they were living good enough, they were a good enough Christians, so God's blessing me. Rather than acknowledging that all good gifts come from God. If you have a home and a car and it's not leaking or falling apart and, and you have a, a, a spouse that loves you, like a husband that goes to work every day and a wife that prepares meals and, and, and keeps your house clean and, and you know, and and you've got all this. You've got a job. You've got health. You've got breath to wake up in the morning. Why would you be unthankful? Okay? Why would you be unthankful? Let's go to Psalms 19. Psalms 19, guys. There it is. Psalms 19. And we're going to read verses 12 and 13. Psalms 19, verses 12 and 13. And the Bible says, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Bless you. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Great verses right here, guys. Unthankfulness is, and it's symptom sins that we've talked about. This is what David called presumptuous sins. Presumptuous sins, right? And those are the sins that are hidden or secret. And where are they hidden in secret? They're in our heart. You know, we're mad at somebody. You know, or we're coveting something. Because that person has a Ferrari and I don't. You know? Those are secret sins inside. You know, that person, oh, they looked at me wrong. Or they just walked by me at church and didn't shake my hand. You know, or somebody did something in your life and it hurt your feelings. And now you're unthankful. Okay? This is what David's called, talking about. Those presumptions, those hidden secrets in your heart. And to others, and, and, and it's often against others, right? But it's often against ourselves, too. We do it to ourselves. And, and David here, he knew that those sins would lead him to great trans, transgression against God. That's what he's talking about. And he, he knew that if they were left unrepented of, if they were left uncorrected, if they did not get right with God or right with others or whatever you have to do to make it right, that it would be a giant, a giant blot on your conscience. And that's, that's what he has. And it'll eat you up. You're, if your conscience is there... And it's not seared. 
It will eat you up. You will become depressed. You will become miserable. You will be unhappy because you've got this unthankfulness, and it's a downward spiral, and it only gets worse, and only you can fix it, okay? <clears throat> these, are the, these are the great dangers of the sins that, that we often don't see in ourselves, okay? We don't notice it. Other people may see them and tell them, hey, you, you've got some pride there. You need to watch it, right? And that's why, in addition to thanking God for all his blessings, that we have to ask God to show us. That's what David was doing here. He, we ask God, God, please show me if we're committing any of these hidden sins. Do you have pride? Do you have unthankfulness? Do you have anger? Do you have bitterness? Do you have covetousness? Ask him, God, please show me. And why do you want to be shown? So you can get it right. So you can make it right. Okay? Because the downside is you're depressed, you're miserable. And, and, and we didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to get into this, but on the physical side, once you go down that downward spiral, you start having lots of health problems. Lots of health problems, and it's bad, okay? So how do we overcome this unthankful heart? Well, let's go to Ephesians, Ephesians 5.20. Ephesians 5.20. And it's not by taking Theraflu, sorry. Ephesians 5.20, how do we overcome this unthankful heart? Okay, so Ephesians 5.20, the Bible says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hopefully you all caught that answer, right? So, how can we fix an unthankful heart, right? Be thankful. Pretty simple. It's simple to say, but it may not be easy to do, okay? That's where you draw close to God, right? So you take an active stance, and you purposely become thankful to God for everything at all times. That's what this verse says, everything at all times. And you have to force yourself to do it sometimes because you don't want to be thankful because your feelings are dragging you this way, and you're angry, or you're prideful, or you're covetous. Those are feelings. You have to purposely take a stand against this, right? And you have to give thanks to God. And giving thanks to God is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment, right? And, and this is, which is, it's mentioned, if we look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, giving thanks to God is mentioned over and 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 over. Okay? It's a huge theme throughout the Bible, right? And just vainly repeating what you're thankful for, Oh, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you. Let me uh, get down the road. Mm, that's vain. When you're in your heart and you're truly thankful, there will be a change in your heart toward God. Okay? If you're just vainly, oh, yes, thank you for this food. Amen. Let's eat. Mm, you're not thankful. You really don't care that that food was given to you. You don't really don't care that breath was given to you every morning or that job or that truck or that family or whatever you're, you're thankful for and you're being vain, right? But if you're truly thankful, it will change your heart towards God, and it will start mending that unthankfulness, right? But to be unthankful, to be vain, it, it, that's just another symptom of an unthankful heart. And Satan, think about it, Satan is too good at his job, isn't he? Because he's there to trip us up. You think, oh, I can beat Satan. Oh, no, he's got many years on you. You know, you're a rookie, and he's a veteran. He is waiting, okay? And, and he knows, guess what he knows? He knows all the right buttons to push. You ever 
talked about that, you know, when you're you're fighting with somebody or especially in between husband and wife. Man, she knows the buttons to push. Satan knows your buttons. He knows where to attack you. He knows where you are weak, and that's what he will focus on. Okay? And, and we read in the Bible, it talks about that Satan will not attack a man of God directly. He will attack his family. He will attack within the home because that's what will hurt the man the most. Think about it. Satan didn't go to Adam and say, hey, how about this fruit? Who did he go to? He went to Eve because he knew if he could make her stumble, he could get to Adam. And what happened with that? Well, here we are today, right? So um, he knows the right buttons to push, and he pushes them at the right times to throw you off the track and get you focused on what others have or what you think you need or you know, make you mad over something because he, he tweaks your little feelings, right? He plays with your feelings. And he makes you get to where you're unthankful towards someone else. And now he's got you turned off of God. You're looking at God while he's pushing your buttons, pushing your buttons, pushing your buttons. And now where are you? You're moving away from God. And now you're going down that road to unthankfulness, right? So we just need to be strong. We need to be purposeful. And we need to be thankful. Okay? So let's go on. So being thankful requires what? It requires a change in your heart because that's where your feelings come from. It requires a change in your heart. If you're unthankful, your heart's full of something and it's not love. Okay? Let's go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8. And the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing, that promise we just heard? But let's keep on. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Nowhere in that verse did it say, think on your feelings. Not once. Right? Not once. And just look at that problem or that promise. You know, if you have that thanksgiving, you get the peace of God. You don't get the peace of man. How long would man's peace last? How long do we have you know, peace treaties and then they're fighting again? No, the peace of God lasts forever. But you've got to have thanksgiving, right? You've got to be thankful. And that's what being an active, being active and purposely thankful is all about. You have to force yourself to be thankful sometimes. You don't feel like it. You're angry because you have the symptoms of the thankfulness because it's there. So you have to turn around and be purposely thankful. And it's not, it's not just going to happen on its own. You're not just going to lay your head on your pillow and through osmosis overnight you become, un, you become thankful. No, if you do that, you go to bed unthankful, you're going to wake up even more unthankful. It's a spiral that goes down. And when there's a, a comment that hurts you or you find yourself maybe angry for days, stop and think. What is deep down inside of you that's keeping you from being unthankful? for being thankful, right? And, and do, you, do you think someone else is better than you? Is that what's bothering you? Somebody's got that Ferrari and you don't, right? Maybe, maybe somebody's making more money than you. And that's happened to me. I was working, well, where I'm working now, 
there's somebody that started after me, but um, they were more friendly than me, I guess, and they played the games. And I saw their paycheck once, and I was like, whoa, they're making more than me. That ain't right. But, you know, is that what's happening to you? Or, or possibly, possibly you keep thinking about the past, and you're thinking that you're not enough for God. And you are. Our past is gone. He forgave you of that. Don't let it control you, because guess what that is? That's your feelings. Okay? And, and the symptoms of, of this are pride, of unthankfulness. Their pride, their anger, their bitterness. That's all from unthankfulness. Those are the big ones right there. And you can break them down even more than that. But pride, anger, and bitterness. Instead, we need to focus on what God has given you. Be thankful for where you live. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for who God has put in your life, right? And, and God always provides what we need when we need it for those that call on him as Lord. You know, he, he's talked about that. He says, I provide for the birds. Why would I not provide for you that call on, me, call on me as your Savior? And he does. He gives you everything you need, but you have to step away from your feelings and, and, and not let this get to you, right? Not let this world over just run you over, okay? Make a list of all the blessings in your life, physical things like your home, your car, maybe emotional things like your friends, your family, your spouse, your children, that you, you have those to lean on, right? And then think about the spiritual things that, that God's given you, like God's truth. What about all his promises in his word that he's given us, right? Look at those blessings that he's given us. And, and look at even the little things in your life that God has provided you. You know, the soles of my shoes don't have holes in them. You know, most of us probably have more than one pair of shoes. But how many people in this world probably in this country, but I know in other countries, don't even have one pair of shoes. They run around barefoot, wrapping their feet in duct tape. I would duct tape, but think about that. Think about kids that are born and just thrown out in the streets. I know India has a huge amount of orphans. It's a huge problem. They're just running the streets. They have nothing. They have to fight for their very existence every day. What do you have every day? I bet you wake up in the morning, there's Cheerios in your you know, your kitchen waiting on you, nice ice-cold milk. And you got clean clothes and a clean bed, and you have AC. Be thankful for what God has provided for you. And, and if you do this, soon you'll realize how much you really have to be thankful for. And who do you need to be thankful for? God. Not anybody else. God gave you everything. Remember, God gives all good gifts, right? And when you focus on these things and you give thanks to God for all these things that he's given you, then there's no room in your heart for pride, anger, or bitterness. You pushed out the thankfulness, the unthankfulness, I'm sorry. You push it out. And these negative feelings are gone. And what did the Bible say? You'll find peace, God's peace. You'll find commitment with, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, contentment with all that God has given you. That's peace. When you're content with everything that God's given you, even though my truck is rusty, be content with it right? Even though my job is stressful at times, be content. My house, yeah, it could use a coat of paint. Be content. You know, my children, man, I'd like to spank them more, but be content. He gave you healthy children, you know? Be happy with the spouse you got. 
Be happy with everything that God has provided you. Okay? Oh, hang on. I'm trying to turn the page. So let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 12, 15. Hebrews 12, 15. Now let's look at this. Hebrews 12, 15. <clears throat> the Bible says, in Hebrews 12, 15, the Bible says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail. And it's not talking about men. It's talking about people. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Deep verse. Deep, deep verse. But let's look at this. It says, looking diligently, lest any, let's just say, lest any person fail. What is it talking about? Fail. Okay? That's falling short of God's expectations in your life. Okay? I know I failed. I fail lots of times. But you get back up. You get your eyes back on Christ and you start serving him. Now, if you pray and you read your Bible and you come to church and you do what God tells you to do, your chances of failing become less and less the closer you get to God. You get unthankfulness in your heart, you turn away from God. Remember, we're walking this way. You're getting farther from God. Your chances of failing get greater and greater. It's amazing how that works, right? So he's telling us right here to be very careful. Okay, because it's easy. It's very easy to listen to our feelings and to become unthankful. You know, one trial or one tribulation in your life that you cannot let go of because of your pride will lead you to unthankfulness. Okay, think about it. And God tells us that to forgive and forget as I've forgiven and forgiven you. God says, I'll forgive you of your sins and then I'm never going to mention them again. And then he tells you, now I tell you to go forgive others. And then don't think about their sins against you anymore. Because if you're looking back at the past, guess what you're going to have? Unthankfulness. And then guess where it spirals into? Pride, anger, bitterness. And it only gets worse. Okay? And you're getting far from God. You've taken your eyes off God. I bet you're not reading and praying. And then you're going to start missing church. And you're going to be angry. And it's going to get worse, right? That's what this is all talking about, okay? And, and this will all lead you to the unthankfulness. And if it's left unchecked, like I said, you become bitter. And when you go to, the Bible even tells us, don't go to bed mad. Why? Because he knows what happens the next morning. You wake up mad. And then it turns into bitterness, right? And then the bitterness, guess what happens after it grows for a little while? It's kind of like a little plant. You put a seed in the ground. After it grows for a little while, that bitterness becomes anger now you're angry and bitter and unthankful okay guess what now happens you're completely out of fellowship with god you're done you're over here he's waiting for you to get right but you're on your own right you're out of fellowship with god and and here's the sad part you may not even be able to see it because you're so wrapped up in your feelings and thinking you're right and god says i'm waiting on you just get this right. Get this unthankfulness out of you. And, and so what are we supposed to do? We've got to put away our pride. We've got to put away our pride and go, God, you're right. You're right. Your Bible's true. I've got to listen to this, right? Don't be bitter. Don't be angry. Don't be prideful. 
Don't listen to your feelings. What did we talk about at the very beginning? Listen to the Word of God. Follow the Word of God. Whatever God tells you in this Bible, if you do it, you'll be thankful. You'll keep your eyes on Christ. You're right? You'll read your Bible. You'll pray. You'll come to church. You'll do what you have to do. And then you'll have a fulfilling life. And what did God tell us? We will have His peace, not our peace. His peace. But we can't have that if we have this unthankfulness and all these little symptoms in our lives, right? So what are we supposed to do? Be thankful. Be purposely thankful. Fight for it. If you see it in your life, fight. If you need help, seek someone out that's a Christian that can help you. Okay? Seek your pastor. But you've got to make it right with God. You've got to make it right with those around you. And you've got to purposely fight together. And we have to fight with each other. Not fight with each other. We have to fight together to keep ourselves thankful. Okay, so if you see somebody slipping, go say, you okay? Can I help you? We've got to be purposely thankful. We have to purposely look out for each other. Because we're, we're supposed to be a family of God, right? Okay, then families take care of each other. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today. Lord, I ask you just to help us, Lord. Is, is Lord, I need this so bad, Lord, just to help me fight unthankfulness and and keep me from slipping into that anger and pride and, and bitterness. And, Lord, just listen to my feelings instead of listening to your word, Lord. And I ask you to help us all today, Lord, as, as we continue to think about this, Lord, and we go to service and we hear more word of God. Lord, I ask you just to work in our hearts and our minds, Lord. Just take the blinders off that we can see, Lord, what we need to do. And, and we talked about those presumptuous sins, Lord, the, the ones we can't see, Lord. I ask you to re- reveal them to us, Lord, and just help us get it right with you, Lord. And, get it right with others and just lord just focus on 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 just being a child of god and and lord being more like you and, and drawing closer to you lord in jesus name i pray amen